Yeah. Yeah, I like it though. Good good songs and it even uh, the way the way it's put together like I like just you on acoustic but the stuff with the um with the with the, that's more produced it remind me it, it gave me a, a guided by voices feel which I'm also a big fan of and it did because oh, it's sort cool. of that yeah, it's sort of that uh it just sort of that indie lo-fi vibe but like with really good songs, you know, that hold up no matter how they're presented. So yeah, it's good. All right, let's do it. We can just segue into this convo into <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, let's do our proper show. <laughs> We're not here to we're not here to blow smoke up your ass, Peter. Uh, <laughs> as it were. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock. And that is Rob Elba. And here we are again, Barry. Seems like <laughs> it was only it. yesterday. It does. But uh, what the hell? What are, you know, what else do we have to do these not, days? Not a lot, no. Right. So this is the hype this is literally the high point of, of my I, week. I agree. It is. Yes. Um which, well, I had you know, I it was I had a birthday party last night and you were there. I was we had there. a socially distanced masked, masked uh, on the roof par- on the yes. roof of a parking garage but in the open lovely. air. It was. Yeah, it was quite lovely. Uh, still, I, uh, I I still put that under the tier of doing an episode. Um, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> all right, real quick before we get into the episode, we have oh a new patrons. patron. Well, we have I'll mention Michael Lane Heath again. He's a new patron. Welcome, Michael yes. Lane Heath. And then we have a brand new patron, Kathy Noel, all the way from Australia. Yes. And Kathy sent us a Gushing. lovely note, just lovely. a lovely note that just yeah. I mean, I'd read it on the air, but we I'd probably we start weeping. We start yeah. crying. But thank you, Kathy, and thank you, Michael, uh, for and being yes. patrons. And don't forget, you can go to patreon.com forward slash trgmh. And become a patron of our show. And we also got a lovely email <laughs> through our this morning um, from yeah. Also, an, at our hey assholes, uh, hey assholes at, at, at that, that record. record got me high. That is the email address to send any correspondence <laughs> you want to. I mean, you can you can use our old one, but that's really a great conduit because then we know. Yeah, but it was a nice email too. It was very complimentary. It was thought. so you know. Send us some send us some hate too. We'll, we can nah, take it. it's okay. Um, all right. So without further ado, we have a guest all the way from. Rutherglen, is that correct? Uh, Glasgow? Yes, just yes, of yes Rutherglen, yeah. All right. Uh, let's welcome to the show Mr. Peter Norris. Welcome to the show, Peter. Hi. Good to be here. Yes. Uh, so you're. it's an afternoon. We didn't. We were, as being ignoramuses, which I think Rob and I were both cop to being, we, yes. I, until we heard his voice and asked him where he was from, we just assumed he was from some general location in the vicinity of the UK, <laughs> and then... He's from Scotland. So um, an odd overlap because our last week, the associates um, were a, I don't know if it's going to be last week now. A couple of weeks ago now by the time this one <laughs> this comes, comes out. out. The associates also a Scottish band. Um, but not any way you'd know that unless you, you read would it. You would not because know. They, just, yeah. they don't sound Scottish. No, they sounded more German than anything like they that. They did. But the, this band that you brought to us is definitely a UK band, definitely so, a yeah. British band, right? So what's the, what's the rec band and record you brought for us today, Peter? It, it's uh, Modern Life is Rubbish by Blur. And, and as soon as I saw the title of the album, I knew it was going to be great. Because <laughs> that's a great title. You would have to be rubbish. You would have to be really on top of things to name your album that, and um, and it is. So when did uh, I, we're not sure how, what age you are? So did, were you around Blur when this was going on? Well, yeah. I'm so I'm I'm forty. So I I was 
but I, I didn't get into them properly until the album after this, until Park Life. Right. Um, but I'd, I'd heard um, they'd had the single There's No Other Way on the previous album mm-hmm. of, Le- of Leisure, and I, and I liked that, but I never got around to getting the album. And then I'd heard um, Pop Scene, which was the single before this album, that basically flopped commercially and yes. never got put on the album. Right. Um, although, it, although it did get put on the American version, um, sort of in between two songs and, yeah, had, so and it, had absolutely no impact here either whatsoever so yeah so i sort of i i, I really liked that song but just i mean i grew up in a where, where i grew up was like a tiny wee village and i just you know these things would go off my radar completely and i was like and i just but they basically disappeared off my radar until they released um girls and boys and then park life yeah sort of blew up in the uk and then i yeah. got really heavily into them and i sort of went back the way and then when I got this album, uh, this I thought this is even better than Part Life. Yeah. This is brilliant. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I um, Blur were totally mysterious to me until a few years ago, and thanks to the joys of because, and I've said this before on the show, and it's it's just what happened in the early '90s. We had grunge here, and it, yeah. I've just described it as like a gigantic wave that l- lands on the beach and washes everything and all the umbrellas and the chairs and everything into the water, and it just took over. And so there was a huge amount of things that I missed, and I'm sure Rob did too. And had I heard Park Life, I would have been head over heels. Yeah, me too. Uh, and 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 not necessarily. And but Barry saying that that doesn't mean me and Barry were like huge grunge fans either. Because no, I know for me, I was it not. Just, from what was presented here, pushed everything else. Yeah, <laughs> off to the it side. It became and and, and Alice in Chains videos twenty four seven. And that but and that <laughs> also kind of happened over there too, right, uh, Peter? Yeah. Well, even the band have talked about that themselves that they. They went on this American tour and it didn't go that well. And, and well, people didn't really notice them. They were kind of irrelevant. And then by the time they came back to the UK, it was all about grunge and, you know, people had sort of forgotten about them. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and then there was also some kind of rivalry with the band Sway, right? Oh, they, yeah, they seemed to yeah, really Yeah, yeah, there was, uh, which, which, so, which a lot of it stemmed from... Justin Freshman from Elastica, who had been in Suede, and then she ended up going out with Damon Albarn, and he and he said himself he had a sort of blind spot about Brett Anderson from Suede, and he would say <laughs> things about him that he shouldn't be saying, <laughs> and it just yeah, and it just got, it was the it was the first kind of rivalry Blur had before the whole thing with Oasis, right? Um, yeah. and I always thought that was kind of interesting, like like England had that type of thing where they'd have these little. Oh yeah, rivalries with bands and stuff like that. It's and, too big, and that's something we would never it, even it's hear too about large or know here. about. Oh yeah, yeah. if you would only hear about it thirty years later, yeah, because yeah. it's just so big here geographically that um, things like that people can always just go somewhere else. You know, they, they're not in each other's faces all the <laughs> right. time. Um, but not, yeah, go ahead. No, I think it was so it was so daft as well because I mean I, I I was when the whole Blur Oasis thing happened I was like fifteen and I liked Oasis and I preferred Blur but at the time I was like oh no I don't like Oasis at all and I can remember like pretending not to like them for about six years <laughs> that's great <laughs> and then, yeah and then one day I was like no you like definitely maybe listen to it again and it's yeah. oh I know it, it's great I always say the I problem know. with it is that brothers were such incredible assholes knobs I mean they just and there was just so much obvious just cocaine induced just bad bad behavior uh, but they were a really great band and they have some great songs they though. do the I know but it's always every time I hear an Oasis song I'm like god they're such that's a great song and they are just so utterly insufferable um, although 
truth be told, they just got a lot of press. It may be that there are as equally insufferable members in Blur and and Suede and of well, course, I don't know. What do you think? Of course, so Mor- the- Morrissey's always around to do something that's, that's intolerable. <laughs> There's always Morrissey. <laughs> So what do you think about the singer, the main guy, Damon Albarn? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I really like him. I think I, I, in, in the sort of heyday of them, I think you know he was, he was you know, he was quite, a, he had a lot of confidence, you know, yeah, um, which some might have misdrewed as arrogance, right? But, but I you know I really, I you know I really liked him. I, I'm not, um, I mean, I think they, I mean, they had obviously their issues with drugs and things as well sure. and misbehavior, but you know, it's rock and roll, so it's rock and <laughs> yeah. roll, right? Um, yeah. But just to finish my thought about uh, uh, Park Life, which is the record that came out after this one, and which has one of the great covers in in rock and roll uh, album cover um, artwork. It's the mm. it's this sideways. This it's Greyhounds, and it's just yeah. it's just so striking. It's I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, I'm gonna listen to this. And so this is probably 2018, 2017. And I put on Park Life, and I was like, "Jesus, I can't believe I missed this. This is incredible, um, amazing pop songs, and, and of course, um, Girls and Boys, the single, just uh, one of the. Um, we had this same issue with. Um, oh my God, Pulp, Pulp. Well, you did. Pulp, I know. Yeah. I, I was knew a Pulp, Pulp fan, but you knew you missed them completely. I, I, I and, yeah. missed it completely, and it's my own fault. And. Uh, and another th- interesting thing about Blur that I noticed in their Wikipedia entry, which is chock full of information, is that they've been a- they're still around, sort of. Um, you know, during this. Time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Damon like likes to do you know gorillas and loads of loads of other stuff. So it's like they got back together and then they haven't split up again, but they just he's just kind of busy with other things at the yeah. moment. Yeah. But there's only f- even though they've been around a long time, there's only the four original members. That's so with it's never been. Oh, that's cool though. That's, that's so really by somebody cool. right. left, and then we got an extra. You know, we got the extra. Well, they they did. I mean, Graham Coxon did leave before uh, during the Think Tank album. Oh right, and, right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and he was only on one song on that on uh, Battery in Your Leg. But then when they got back together in two thousand and nine, it was with him. You know, yeah, they definitely was, don't consider. It's like if you look at the. It's REM, the same thing. They had the four original members were the band and anybody else that you know sorry yeah you're a side man and you don't get a uh, 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 credit and um so this yeah. record came out in 1993 uh it was their second album and i yeah i had already heard i, I actually the first time i heard blur was that song sing because it was on a train spot the train spotting soundtrack. oh that's right and uh that's a great song and i really liked it but it's different like the, their second album was really different they definitely took a change uh from the first and they album were, according to the 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 reports they were <laughs> brutalized for this record that it was people just it was people you know even yeah. their record company and you hear this album and you go how could a record company right, right. listen to this and go this is totally unacceptable and well first of all they did sessions with Andy Partridge, which I didn't know at all. Yeah, did you? Did you hear? Did you know about that? Yeah, no. Those um, those <laughs> versions of those songs are, are like are on YouTube and things. And yeah, um, it was a I think it was a coping and um, seven days and Sunday Sunday I think it was. Okay. Um, and it just it just didn't quite work out. They really, <laughs> you know, they really respected the band, but it, you know, it, 
I, I don't know whether it was a clash of personalities or I what. I think with Andy Partridge, it's always yeah, a clash of personalities. On paper, it would be a great thing because a lot they of have these an XTC sound, sort of. Yeah. Oh, they do, especially later XTC Skylarking yes. and everything. Yeah, sure. So you could tell, I'm sure they were fans, and but Andy Partridge is probably uh, impossible to work with. I, ima- I just imagine. I'm speculating, but I just haven't uh, imagined. Um, all that's right, what so, the that's what the medication was for that his girlfriend threw in the toilet in yeah. 1980. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's get into the record. Let's start listening to it. So um, the first song was added, I guess, after the record company complained <laughs> that there wasn't yeah. it, it wasn't commercial enough. So they wanted them. Oh, they to, wanted it. They the wanted a single. Com- what did the record company want them to do? They wanted them to re-record the entire album with who? Oh, with Butch, Butch Vig. Butch Vig. Oh God. <laughs> So ridiculous. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, could you imagine? Um, yeah, that oh, would be- <laughs> uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I can't imagine, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so they ended up uh, working with uh, Stephen Street, right? Uh, yep. Yeah. And um, and it's great, but it's very British-sounding, very uh, eclectic. You hear, I hear a lot of kinks in there. Very much and so. And you hear mm-hmm. other things. But all right, so this song, so Damon... Uh, I guess he was at his parents' house in uh, Christmas in, on Christmas Eve in 1992, and he and he wrote this song, uh, and it's a great song. And it sounds I don't know if it was actually a hit single, but it's definitely. Uh, Why don't we let Peter t- t- introduce the first song? Yeah, this is for tomorrow. He's a 20th century boy with his hands on the rails, trying not to be sick again. Under pressure to write a, a a great song, what does he do? He writes a great. He song. He writes a great song, yeah. <laughs> and of yes, course, a nod, a, a nod to T Rex. Um, he's a 20th century boy. Right. Doesn't sound like T Rex, but anytime someone says going to say that in a song, you have you, you're going to go, oh, you know, he's uh, he's waving at the uh, the late Mark Bolin. So yeah, uh, there was also there was also some there was I can't remember what it was, but there was some weird obscure album he was listening to at the time as well. Oh really? That that referenced something about a twentieth century man and and things and yeah. Oh, I can't oh so what he it was. could I could be wrong about that. He might not be uh, talking about T Rex at all. Because yeah. it, it certainly the T Rex song has a very different message than this one uh, does about being a twentieth century boy. Yeah, this is kind of this is like his uh, observation. There's a lot of like observational. Reminds me a lot of Ray Davies. Like this one, it almost reminds me of like a modern hungover Waterloo uh, 
Sunset. Sunset, in a way. Uh, Interesting. Do you know what Damon Auburn's favorite song is? <laughs> is, it, is it Waterloo Sunset? Yeah, he said in an, he said before it's Waterloo Sunset, ah. which and he did perform that with Ray Davis once on a TV show oh, in the nice. UK in the night. Wow. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I see that just when he says, um, she's naughty girl with a lovely style, says, let's take a drive to uh, Primrose Hill. It's windy there and the view's so nice. London ice can freeze your toes. So he's just sort of this observational and, and naming, uh, uh, you know, places. Uh, in England, sort of, it, it definitely gave me that vibe. Remind me of uh, yeah. Waterloo. Well, they, and then, and then, you know, it starts off with this the dystopian, or at least uh, uh, the fact that the album they call the album what they did was based on a piece uh, a piece of graffiti, anarchist yeah. graffiti that they saw, and it's just someone had spray painted on a wall, "Modern life is rubbish," and they start the first track with um, as someone who's you know people who are. Uncertain. Uh, what does he say? The first in the first verse, uh, with his hands on the rails, trying not to be sick again and holding on for tomorrow. Um, yeah, that, that's we're all doing great. These, we're all holding on for tomorrow. Well, yeah, this days. record yeah. this record fits in very nicely with 2020. So it, it was it was it went down easy, you know. All right. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> So uh, now we get into the uh, next one, and um, definitely this one also gave me a little, I wonder, because even though they're very British in their delivery, they do have a little bits of the quiet, loud, quiet thing, which was a Pixies, definitely a, a Pixies thing, sure. which definitely... Oh, yeah, I mean, Graham definitely loves the Pixies. Yeah, and, and um, the Pixies were huge in, in England, right? I think I saw a picture of you wearing a Frank Black shirt as well on your Facebook page, so you must also yeah, be a, a fan. I love them. They're like, Pixies are my... my second favorite just behind Blur so oh nice well we have an interesting yeah. I'm not gonna name who it is but we have an interesting um, Pixies uh, what would you say Pixies Related. adjacent yeah, guest coming uh, up yes. in a couple, a couple of well, weeks we'll name that- him at the end of the episode we'll name him okay um, alright so let's listen to the second song here let's listen to Advert
You know, just hearing that part where he goes, say something else. Uh, Peter, I, I know you do. There was, a, there was a band that came out, I think, in the late 90s, early 2000s, a block party. That sounds a lot oh, yeah. like, like this. The guy in Block Party must have been a well, big blur fan. I was trying to sort out where they snagged this riff from because this is a riff from something else. Oh, from something song. older. Yeah, yeah. Probably. And there's a huge debt on this that, you know how it happens. You're sitting here and you listen to the record 20 times and you're sitting during the show. And it, um, there's two things right off the bat is that he's singing in this song. He's singing like Pete Shelley. So... Buzzcocks. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the tat- hat tip to the Sex Pistols, you need a holiday somewhere mm-hmm. in the sun in the in the first chorus. So, you know, he's they're wearing their influences on their sleeve on this one, but it's massive. It's a massive great song. So, uh, Peter, you're like a, a teenager when you're when you were first introduced to listening to this. You like in your late yeah, teenager? yeah, and I, yeah. It was um, and all, hearing it live. I mean, it's it's a, it's an amazing song live. It's about twice as fast live. <laughs> oh, right. as well. <laughs> so, uh, were you playing guitar already? Were you already playing? Yeah, yeah, I was. I I I just I'd been playing for about a year. I think maybe when I got re- re- really into them. Okay. Yeah. So and this was one that I remember trying to work out in the early days of right. my guitar playing. So when you when you were a blur loving, oasis hating teenager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it continues. You had to draw, the, your, you had to draw the, the lines. The right? theme of modern life is rubbish continues. Advertisements are here for rapid persuasion. Yep, yep. If you stare too long, you lose your appetite. And a nervous disposition doesn't agree with this. You need fast relief from aches and stomach pains. So, once again, somebody clinging to the rails for and hoping for tomorrow, but not being very happy about it. Definitely, and I think the whole the whole thing of sort of um, popular culture and the way it was being presented now, you know, at that time compared to the past, was a big thing on this album. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yes, definitely. Um, all right, so uh, this next song now, Peter, they they were a little before your time, but were you a fan of the uh, Teardrop Explodes at, at all, or uh, Julian Cope later? I, I I wasn't I wasn't at the at the time, but really, obviously, with David Balfe and the whole connection to Blur and finding out about T.W. Explodes, I've listened to them since. Right, right, uh, yeah. Well, we'll definitely this song. Listen, Barry, listen to this, and all you will hear when you think about uh, it is the Teardrop Explodes song, uh, "Sleeping Gas," because okay. he's singing it. It's a, it's almost the exact oh, same I love this melody. Track, so yeah, uh, yeah. All right, listen to a little bit of Colin Zeal. Chocolate 
Great song. And we switch from talking about sympathetic characters uh, in this modern malaise to a smug boss, like, the boss. Yes, yeah, yes. somebody who, who we've worked he, for. And who thinks he knows it all? I've worked for this yeah. guy. <laughs> I've said I'll never work for a German again. So that was uh, my my East German employer, who, who was incapable of thinking that he didn't know better than ever, anyone else in uh, any situation. Any, but just just any boss from any nationality could be like that. Oh, though, I right? agree. Don't but disparage this, the, this the one Germans. just happened to be. <laughs> there, there are many nice German bosses. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure there are. But this one just happened to tick all the boxes of. You got to be kidding me, right? Especially when he sent out a letter to a someone had had appropriated one of our trademarks, and he sent out a letter to our mailing list of, um, I think it was sixty thousand people. He sent out a letter telling them that he had sent uh, to this um, this person who was uh, infringing the trademark. He had sent them. Uh, it said, "I have sent them a cease and exist letter. Cease and exist." <laughs> And we looked at it, and we all got it. And everybody in the office looked at each other, and we said, do you want to tell him? I was like, no, do you want to tell him? So um, I'm sure that everyone who got that letter was appropriately amused at the, um, what is a seize, a seize and exist letter? Maybe, maybe he literally wanted them to cease to, cease to exist. Maybe. Mm, no, seize, like seize like a car oh, engine right, seizing right. up. Okay, I get it. Yes. Oh. Um. Yeah, but but so uh, yeah, this rant, is a great song. My rant complete. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah, by the outro of the song, he uh, he he does this a lot. He'll have two. He'll have the chorus going on, and then he'll sing something else underneath it. Uh, that's sort of like the. Um, Unconscious voice speaking. Oh yeah, when he's talking about well, yeah. he's a modern. Uh, uh, he's a he's a modern retard, which yeah. we're not. We, it's we a don't word say that anymore. But this was 1993. Of, right. He's terminal lard. <laughs> he's an affable man with a carotene tan. Oh well, yeah, who, ah, interesting. Yeah, who, right. Yeah, very interesting for 2020. <laughs> yes, we have someone uh, with a carotene tan <laughs> who we're d- desperately trying to get rid of. Um, <laughs> so, uh, all right. So this, so that was to me when I heard that though the verses. I'm thinking, God, that sounds just like Sipping yeah. Glass. And then I see the next song is called Pressure on Julian. Pressure on, ah, uh, funny. Julian Which is Cope. interesting, obviously, because of Julian Cope. But right. then I'd heard that it wasn't like it wasn't deliberately Julian Cope. But then he knew obviously David Balfe, and he thought it might wind right. him up. I, you know, <laughs> yeah, because he. All right, so Barry, I don't know if you know, but David Balfe was the the owner of their label. Food, the yeah, label food. Okay. He's the keyboard player in Teardrop Explode. Uh-huh. So, and, uh, and also, he's the one who is telling them this is terrible. Oh, you p- can't. Reportedly, Damon hated him, and he hated him. So maybe, and he, well, he, and he was the one that they end up writing because he'll end up writing Country House about because he went and lived in a big house. That's in the right country. for the first album. Yes, Country House. Yeah, that's really fun. I love how you guys have all these soap. It's it's like a soap opera, like a rock and roll soap, soap opera, opera, right? Yeah, and, and I think I mean I think it was you know it might not have been this is Julian Cope, but he thought well that's a good choice. You know? Yeah, yeah. Why not? A little extra dig on uh, David. Yeah. All right, so let's listen to a little bit Who of knows? pressure on you. Sitting on the pavement, sucking on a long straw. It's coming. 
Peter, do you, if it's not about uh, putting pressure on Julian Cope, uh, do you have any idea what he what he is going on about? What the, what this could be about? I, I don't. And it, I mean, he creates lots of good images in it, obviously, and you know, swimming in yellow pissing water. water. And and I wanted, that's why I let it play because I I wanted to get that in there. It's such a great line, and it's all but a bit uh, psychedelic sounding. So maybe it's just not meant to be uh, literal. It's sort of uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and and, it, and, and it's, a, it's a great song and it's a, it's a sort of shame for me I saw them for the first time in 95 and by that time they dropped it from their set oh, okay, and it okay. never it never went back the chorus the chorus kicks in and it's just it's a, just gotta it's just extremely pleasing and powerful um, it, there was pressure on Julian pushing trolleys in the car park from B to A then back to B pressure on Julian he keeps passing out poor little snout <laughs> the, bir- <laughs> the birds are singing at night. The birds are singing at night. Um, I don't know exactly. It's obviously another unhappy character. You don't have to. Anytime that someone's swilling, swimming in yellow pissy water, um, then he isn't having a good day. Not a good day. No. Or maybe 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 <laughs> not a good life. Um, yeah, that's a great song. <laughs> and uh, this next one, I really like Ooh, this next beautiful. song. And it's more. Kinks-ish, uh slice of life in uh, Britain, like storytelling. This time, it's it's the a uh, dead end job that you hate. Maybe with Barry's uh, boss that he couldn't stand. Uh, yes. uh, let's listen to a little bit of Star Shape. Incredibly catchy and, and clever. And very XTC. It's, it's amazing. Why it's, couldn't here's Andy what it is. Yeah, hold on. Them? Wait, though. <laughs> it's XTC without... What happened to XTC, and this is my pet theory, is that once people, enough people say to you that you're a creative genius, it fucks you up. Oh, right, right. And right. that after mm-hmm. maybe um, English settlement, that there's a gradual... Andy getting a little more and more unsufferable. Crawling up into his own ass mid-hole. Yeah. (laughs) And that's, this is Andy without that. And so um, that's what I've noticed. Yeah. Are you a fan, uh, Peter, of XTC or were you... I, I quite, I mean, I quite liked them. I mean, years ago, the only one I knew was um, making plans for Nigel, of and course. then, right. and yeah, and then, um, which is and related when, to when, Star Shaped, obviously, um, in its uh, in its uh, uh, lyrical content. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
and and then it was I, I, t- I basically it was an interview with Blur when they did the Great Escape album, and the journalist basically mentioned they thought one of the songs sounded a lot like XTC, and so I checked them out basically and quite like them. Right. Um, I mean, I think they're a, they're a good band, and yeah, I, I, it is quite strange that it didn't quite work out with Andy Partridge. But I, I I think that having read about interactions with Andy on from other like the album, um, their XTC's probably. Uh, Skylarking that was the one with Rundgren right with oh, Todd, with Rundgren, Todd Rundgren, Rundgren which was notori- another guy that yeah notoriously insufferable because those two <laughs> together yeah was yeah like- they managed to make that great record but I can see where um, Andy is he's not gonna he has his way of working as Dave Gregory the late the ex XTC guitar player will tell you and it's it's his way or the highway and so he's yeah, there's yeah. not a, any room for compromise there. It's like you're working with, you know, Phil Spector shows up, basically. It has a gun that says, you know, <laughs> do, it, do it again. Play it again. <laughs> um, all right, so let's take a little Let's take a little break now. I, I need my coffee cup refilled because it's early in the He's day. He's got to eat um, a cupcake. See, yeah. we have so many oh, yeah, leftover cupcakes. Cupcake <laughs> but we're talking uh, to Peter Norris all the way... Uh, all the way across the pond, we're talking about Because he can't blur. remember where in Scotland you're from. Well, yeah. Can we just say Glasgow and you'll be all right? Near Glasgow. Uh, yeah, just outside right Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> talking to Peter Norris. We'll be back with more Blur. Back in a minute. Here I am again, robot number nine, bringing you a message of good tidings and cheer from King Booper Lama Notes, all benevolent leader of the Mushu Wing the Stinko people. Listen now and you will hear. I decree that all of you, my subjects, should go immediately. Well, after you hear the rest of this message, don't just get up in the middle because you won't know what it is I want you to do. Will you? God damn it. Pay attention. Don't get on a tangent. Sorry, I was talking to myself. I hereby decree that you should all go and visit the website. Is this tomorrow.com. That's is this tomorrow.com. You will gain vast knowledge from these internet pages and also experience great joy. I will experience great joy when I see that the view count has gone up. If you don't do what I say, things are going to get real medieval. If you catch my drift, so for your own good, and for mine, and so I don't have to start another petulant on my part period of extreme sadness for you, visit the excellent webcomic, is this tomorrow.com, once again, so that you continue to remain in good health, is this tomorrow.com. All right, we are back. This is That Record Got Me High. That's Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba having freshly consumed a cupcake. Yes, uh, and we're talking to uh, Peter Norris about uh, Blur, Modern Life is Rubbish. We're on song number six, and Damon, he wrote this song about a day's shopping, right? In uh, London's uh, uh, Portobello Road? Portobello Road, yeah, that's right. Have, yeah. you ever shopped, uh, have you ever shopped on Portobello Road, Peter? I have not. No, I have oh, not okay. had the privilege. <laughs> well, if you ever do, get some earbuds in and then you should listen to this song while you're doing it. Let's listen to Definitely. Blue Jeans.
So there, those vocal harmonies, that's the Everly Brothers. They're, I, oh, okay. I, I, I don't know if they're, you know, you never know if it's second hand or third hand, but if you, the way that they're singing together just evokes the Everly Brothers very strongly. Um, and I hope that that's where they're, who they've been listening to, because it's a good, it's good source material. It's it's really beautiful, and I think you know when they when they went to the the record company with the 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 before they had for tomorrow and Chemical World, and the record company said, "There's no singles on this." Oh my god! Thought, Have they not heard that? No. <laughs> yeah, right. This is such a beautiful love song. It is. It actually, yeah. and it is right because I said, "Oh, it's about shopping," but it's not really about that. No, it's, it's about, about uh, shopping with someone you're you you're desperately in love with. Yeah, and and. Uh, I don't think when he says and uh, don't think I'm I'm walking out of this. Uh, that's good. That that really hits. It's it's hard because it's almost it's like it's about a domestic bliss, but you sort of get the feeling that you that he should be content, but deep down he knows it's not going to. Well, last. it's not going to. Well, he gonna wants it to stay the same forever, and that's and it's not going it to. Nothing does. does. It does not. No. Yeah, uh, I mean, he'd he, he become a very good lyricist on on this album. You know, really good. Well, you know, the first album. It was all right, but the lyrics weren't like wouldn't blow you away. But suddenly he's writing stuff like this. Suddenly he's tapped into some deep, you know, subconscious. Uh, you know, he's able to intuit other people's how how things are and how to represent other people in a, in yeah. a very novelistic he, or very journalistic way. He probably figured out how to how to um, channel his hatred of uh, David Balfa into uh, <laughs> writing great lyrics. You never know. Sometimes that's, that's sometimes that's what happens. Adversity, you know. All right, so you mentioned this song a "Chemical World," so this is an, another one that they uh, that they put in there, and this is a really fun, uh, but also musically interesting song. Yes. Uh, that's got a little another hidden hidden song at the end of it, but let's listen to a little bit of "Chemical World." Hesitate to fade these out because there's, <laughs> there's always more. The there's song, more right? good stuff coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the pay me girl. What's a pay me girl? I, th- I think he means like a like a, like cashier. I think. Uh, oh, okay. 
perfect because we would not have it is sorted- perfect the the girl in the corner shop you know once you mentioned yeah, right. pete shelley i realized that's the, see, the that's the missing link that i was thinking what he sometimes sounds like yes yeah. um there's a yeah they've he's he's listened to a lot of buzzcocks now uh, peter what do you think he's singing about here the chemical world do, do you think it's drugs because i think it's drugs or just brain chemicals like endorphin <laughs> What do you I, think? Th- I think, I mean, I think it's just more about the sort of, is, there maybe is a sort of drug reference, but it's as much about consumerism and, you know, like, like e numbers and artificial additives and that kind of thing. Oh, right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. like you said, that's kind of a recurring theme through the record. Um, it's just when he's saying, when he's saying um, they've been putting the holes in, I can't help but think of uh, like injecting heroin what happens when you're a heroin addict you, you put yeah, the holes in maybe know? but i also think he's um maybe talking about i think he's talking about brain chemicals and i think the holes in i don't know about you but they're putting the holes in only thing that are reminded of is always in products when they start to they put they put holes in things so they can give you less of it for the same amount of money <laughs> so it, yeah. new and improved never means oh, new and improved because you have her eating chocolate to induce sleep in a as a chemical world it's very 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 cheap so a chocolate bar is a very cheap source of of comfort the exhibitionist um and it's like a quick fix as well you know uh, like a, feeling yes, feeling yeah. led feeling quite lightheaded had to sit down and have some sugary tea in a chemical world. It's very, very cheap. Um, I think he's, yeah, I think I, my interpretation of this is just how people, you know, cope in smaller ways than drugs with, you know, by sugar and, um, cheap thrills. Yeah. Well, I think you, yeah. you guys are probably <laughs> right. I think you guys I mean, are you could, right. No, you could be right. And, um, all right, so just you could play it underneath, but there's a hidden uh, track called Intermission. Right. That's this crazy, it starts with this plinky piano and then it gets escalates faster and faster and it is awesome. So you could have that. And uh, there's a 93 really live show that I was watching on a, one of those, <laughs> apologies, German television shows. I apologize, Germany. Because <laughs> have you, you noticed, have- <laughs> Peter, when you watch bands, usually there's great videos of bands uh, oh, playing. Music on. And then nor- the audience, the German they, audiences, they, they just sit there. <laughs> like, I nope. think, yeah, I think that was, if that's the one I'm thinking of, like in Cologne, maybe. Yes. Yes. And I think that I think they might have been like like Duran Duran were the main act. For that. Oh no! Oh, so they were just possibly. Opening. I might be wrong. I oh, might be wrong. I no, see. you're probably right, but I still don't think the audience would have been that much more excited yeah, for this the band is, they yeah, came You'll to watch see. these incredible performances, and at the end, it's like, <laughs> and they've got their legs crossed, and they've just like their hands yeah, on their chins, and, and they you're got like, smiles. They look like they're enjoying it, but just not. They don't, they don't, they don't look don't like they're the, enjoying it no, enough. They don't enjoy it in the way that a song like this presented, you know, like these presented live. <laughs> Right. Just energize you. <laughs> yeah, but on that performance, they opened up with the, that they op- thing. They opened up great. with, with um, that's right, with, yeah, the with intermission. intermission, and they opened with an insane version of it. Oh, it's great. Um, all right, and uh, so the next one we got here is another bouncy Ray Davies esque uh, social satire thing, I would say. Let's just do a little bit of Sunday Sunday. Supplement the TV guy. You dream of protein 
Sunday sleep is he talking about the the nap after you eat lunch yeah. on Sunday? That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, like a Sunday roast, and then you just yeah. oh you yeah, drift. that's right. When we had Adam <laughs> Franklin on, he was making his Sunday <laughs> roast. So Peter, are you going to eat and uh, take a nap after we're done? Uh, doing it's, this? It's, yeah, it's Rob. It's it's five. It's six. What what time is it? Seven twenty two in the evening where he is. So he's so he will so take a nap. Uh, no, twenty past five. <laughs> no, it's it's five. It's five twenty. 520 yeah wait oh sorry my i'm at you know the american educational system doesn't yeah, teach us it, our math it failed is us terribly, terribly. Peter. <laughs> i went to, I, I went to school in florida which is everything anyone in the united states would need to know about me <laughs> <laughs> so okay so that is the sunday uh the sunday roast uh, tr- tradition and uh i love how he sounds fed up in this though he's got like that fed up oh, yeah. like he's waxing nostalgic but he also mm. sounds annoyed by it all he's, yeah he's it's this is this is just annoyance with the mundanity of it and uh, the, yeah, yeah, when you're like yeah, yeah. oh yeah like almost making fun of ray davies because if ray davies had presented it it might have been in a more worshipful Nostal- way just pure, pure nostalgia, nostalgia yeah, yeah, where yeah. this is like okay 20 years down the line yeah uh, we've had enough of that though you know the it's war the hero 90s. it's the 90s <laughs> And then he does kind of get annoyed because it speeds up. You know, yeah, that's, right, like, right. that's like him going. Ah. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's brilliant though. It really is. It's great. Um, and now we get uh, this this next one, which is the only one on the record that I would say Beatlesque sounding a little. There's but I feel yeah, like, there's Beatles stuff hidden here. And well, there. There are, I guess like we say, that's the one thing that runs through you just about everything. You, you can't, can't escape those yeah. goddamn people. But um, yeah. let's just do a little bit of oily water.
this chorus, but yeah, it's I was very mention beautiful. That. Peter, like as a songwriter, you 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 appreciate you must appreciate that. Like a couple of times on this record, they'll have choruses that it's just like an interlude, like a musical interlude, and that's like yeah. the chorus of the song. It's very strange. I think I think that that chorus. I mean, Graham uses a few different tunings as well. I think. Like, yeah, one I, of the I tunings watched his guitar plays. playing, and I was like. On one of the live shows, I was like, "Hmm, that's not standard tuning." So yeah, yeah. I think I think you might even have the tuning where it's it's like all E. Every string is tuned to E. <laughs> oh, think, yeah. what is that? Lou Reed calls that the. Um, uh, uh, well, yeah, the uh, ostrich tuning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a whole yeah, story. There's a whole Lou Reed Velvet Underground story there that we'll just we'll just leave for everyone to it, look up on their own. It's on an episode. It's on one of our Velvet Underground <laughs> yeah, episodes. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, but it's great. I'm, and he's dreaming. He's got. I think is the the point, right? This is just um, or delirious, or is he delirious from lack of sleep? Oh, uh, could be that too. I'm, my head hurts with suspicion. He's paranoid. Coming home sometime. Can't go home. I've. What's too much oily water? Peter, help us. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I, I'm not too sure what to, what he means by too much oily water. To be honest, I, could it just uh, be? Alcohol, like gin, gin is kind of oily, oily water, you know? Yeah, maybe. So I was thinking maybe alcohol. Ah, it's a great yeah. song. And, it's and a great it, song. It gets to that chord that, 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 and it just explodes. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, and then it's got that outro, the whole outro, very yes. psychedelic, uh, yeah. trippy outro that's great. And it's fun they've kept playing live, you know, until, until well, yeah, to of this day, you yes. know. We have, we have to qualify everything with... Until the end of 2019, they were continuing to play it during their live shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, they'll, yeah. <laughs> maybe they'll do a stream of it. <laughs> um, all right, so now we get the requisite America yeah, song. Because every, <laughs> we, whenever we do a record yeah. by British Day, always, it has to be some They have to deal with reference. The, the monster. Well, the bands that don't had no success here at all. So the Stranglers <laughs> never talk about America in their songs, and guess what? Oh, you know, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> America never paid any attention to them at all. Right. Um, and this is this is three Blur ones with America in as well. <laughs> huh? There's the, there's, they've, they've, got, they've got Miss America on this, and then they've got Magic America on Part Life. Oh, okay. And then they've got okay, Look okay. Inside America on the self-titled album oh, so, as well. So uh, they weren't hedging any bets. Well, also, <laughs> you know, they're right, and they're trying to they have their eye on... You know, everybody wants to... British fans who want to be successful have to think about... What are, how are we going to approach you know the yeah, monster the that is the beast? <laughs> well, it was interesting because after they'd done the American tour and the things hadn't gone well, and they were thinking about you know the sort of the way American culture was kind of coming over in Britain. Right. The, one of the early titles for this album was actually Britain versus America. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so, bam. <laughs> yeah. So it was. So it was. And then I think they're they're they're. Um, Attitude sort of eased a bit by the time they got to the self-titled album and <laughs> right, know, right. did song two and everything. Uh, but all right, so at the end of the day, though, I don't think uh, this song is actually very British sounding, and I don't think necessarily it's about America or a beauty contestant or anything like that. But let's listen to a little bit of Miss America. Miss America sits in the shower. She's Plucking hours from the sky Picks up the telephone Into another home Don't ask me why I don't mind 
I hear, um, imagine, you know, you say it's not about America, but imagine Neil Young singing that, and it kind of, you kind of, it has an American, there's, oh, okay. it's it's almost responding to, like, American alternative rock from the, the mid-80s, and a lot of those bands were also sort of responding to Neil Young and Crazy Horse, and um, those textures, the guitar textures, and the way it's played just kind of makes me go, oh, I... Just imagine Neil singing in that high, sort of fragile voice yeah, that he okay. sings. I could be totally wrong. No, no, I, I hear. I hear. I hear Sid Barrett quite a lot in this. Uh, okay, that's also extremely likely. Yeah, more likely probably than um, than Neil. Yeah, that's why it's kooky because it's just got a little uh, kooky vibe to it. Well, also there's the room. They've amplified a room, and they've put a lot of. Um, reverb on it and they're in there playing these things which give this huge and very very um like you know if somebody made a really loud sound it would be extremely loud because all the mics all the volumes are turned up oh yeah every little plink thing they make every tiny little thing you hear and then his voice comes in and his voice has no reverb on it it's right in your ear so they've made a conscious choice to construct a a space for this song of a, a sonic space that amplifies the, 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 the what the song feels like. Definitely, yeah. It's it's it's, it's, send it's a you, big send your hate mail to hey assholes <laughs> at that record got me high. Go ahead, Peter. <laughs> no, I was gonna say it's 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 a big change of pace from the, the you know the the previous oh, song and then is, into yeah. the next one as well. You know, which works, which I think works really well. Yeah. All right. So the next song, what is this? Uh, pronounce well, the next no song filler. for me. There's no filler on this record at all. And I agree. I agree. Yeah. What do we? Thirteen songs and no 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 song where you go. You know, they could have left that off and it would have been fine. It just works. All of it. Well, the next the next one, filler, Rosie. Um, is, is definitely one of my favorites. Definitely. Yeah, and and so what is that? What is uh, Villa Rosie? Do, it's 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 a made up gentleman's club, basically. A made up club, right? Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Made up gentleman's club. Let's listen to it a little bit of Villa Rosie.
That's XTC. That's an Andy Partridge oh, yeah, XTC for sure, thing yeah. right there. Um, and I don't know who Andy, you know, Andy probably pinched it from somewhere. Uh, and uh, there's some great lines in the second verse, which we'll be playing underneath this. But across the common every day, you come across the fine line. But wearing boots can prevent the leeches in the long grass. Um <laughs> Wow, where are you gonna? Where are you gonna get leeches walking that you're gonna get let like through a you know? Um, do you have leeches? You have leeches in England. I'm sure you must have leeches in England. Because yeah, we do. Yeah, I mean that's you know that that that's in, in the medieval times. I think that's what they used to treat um, everything with. Right. So <laughs> Just put some leeches of, on it. Oh, you mean you guys don't still use leeches? <laughs> I, <didn't, laughs> I think they do actually use leeches for some, oddly enough. Uh, there's a, yeah, there's I remember, a, right? I think they've discovered that that, that wasn't totally um, without merit in certain circumstances. Wow, there you go. But um, you can't go down to Walgreens and buy a, a you know, I, I need a, a box of jar. leeches, a jar of leeches <laughs> and some, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oil, I have newt. All right, so uh, <laughs> seeing as a, as how we're putting in all these little um, uh, teardrop explodes, Julian Cope uh, references and everything, do you think the next song, "Coping"? Oh dear, could uh, could wow. think, is, is there any is there any chance, Peter? What do you think? I, I don't I don't think so, but I would love it if, the, if it was. All right, well let me let me just believe maybe there is, but let's listen to the next track, "Coping." Self-doubt, but what 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 else is going on here? And where did that riff come from? Because I know that riff from somewhere else. Totally. <laughs> It'll just try to be crazy. Trying to okay. It's my favorite Blur song. This I absolutely love it. I, yeah. I, I think. I mean, I think it's a bit kind of nonsensical lyrically. I think so. I, I, yeah. But, but I love it. Uh, yeah, and and I'm too tired. He says, and I'm too tired to care about it. Can't you see this in my face uh, when I feel this? The emphasis is strange. on coping again. Yeah, the, the desperation of modern life, just trying to right. hang on. Because yeah, because why? Because modern life is rubbish. <laughs> and, how, and and what is what is our current condition? The emphasis is on coping. That is that's where we've been since basically since well since. November of 2016. The emphasis is on for us, co- <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think for for well, 
it's um, we feel your pain. <laughs> you do, yeah. yeah but you Scotland, do. you guys are are you gonna actually? Is there a, is there a real chance for um, independence to take hold in Scotland? I think so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. More power um, to you. Yeah. Do they give you a certain percentage of the nukes, or it's just like nope, you don't get nuclear <laughs> weapons. No, we store the nuclear weapons, but we don't own them. So. Oh, okay. Well, they, well, the little, British government put them all in Scotland. So insi- A little insider nuclear weapon info from uh, Peter. Uh, I grew up across from a nuclear base, so I know. Really? Wow. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> and there's also, at this, the end of it, there's a cool keyboard, really nice keyboard break. And Albert, we got to mention, I think he plays the, the keyboards and the piano in this is him. And uh, he's yeah. like... Really talented. He's like super talented. I yes. Mean, uh, uh, right. At the end of the day, uh, you can't uh, deny that. That's something undeniable. Well, yeah. This rec- these, this record, and 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 you're right. This song is my favorite song on the record as well because it's just it's got these um, harmonies that are ascending and descending at the same time, which I'm a total sucker for. Yeah. Uh, and the playing on it is is tremendous. The musicianship is tremendous. And when you watch them live, they really go for it. There's not like, they're not, um, there was a, a phenomenon. Well, like when you watch Oasis, I'm just, I'll just go to Oasis. You watch an Oasis live performance. They stand there like statues moving their arms, basically, and their mouths. That's their yeah. thing. That's their shtick, though, yeah. But that's boring. Well, and you I, see, and I watched this um, blur. Liam, per- Liam's so dreamy, though, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> watching these, this blur performance, and it's like watching an, uh, or like an American alternative or a band that we would go and see where people, are, they're just jumping around right. and they're, you know, or like the Who and, used to do, right? So, um and the yeah, German, I mean, and, and, and Damon and Graham loved the Who. They were big fans of the Who. Damon oh, right, right. Yeah, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And the German like, audience sits there and, and sits there and with politely, their left yes. arms crank, <laughs> oh, oh, nice. that was very interesting. <laughs> All right, so now we get a nice little pleasant uh, mid-tempo uh, tune. There, at this point, I felt like um, they they kind of had everything uh, dialed in like they got their their sound and their attack is dialed in so they could as they could pretty much take a song that's just even you know just like an okay song and just sort of make it because it's so dialed in uh, which i feel like this next one listen to turn it up Why does he say kazoo? Kazoo. I mean, we all know what a kazoo sounds like, but um, why do yeah. you? <laughs> I don't know. I um, think it's the first word that came into his head, probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Or he's thinking about you know how a kazoo's are annoying. Basically, it's an annoying thing that people do to make an annoying sound. 
um, no matter what you do, it's ve- it's never it's. I, I hate to reference your country's uh, most commonly associated instruments, but bagpipes were used on the field of battle to terrify the, oppo- <laughs> op- <laughs> the opposing. <laughs> I'm a fan of bagpipes. I know that's a that's a uh, that's a um, hot take, but I'm a, I'm a fan of bagpipes. I always like them. But then again, I'm a fan of a lot of annoying things. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this person is again. We have the theme of over being overwhelmed with modern modern life. Um, some days you get too much. Some days it all gets too much. Um, and maybe this is just a person um, just lying in bed thinking about that. Yeah, even with this sort of throwaway pop song, he's still got that sense of yeah distress. In, in the song and the beautiful right, right. and they the the, the 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 you know the beautiful melody and the way it's put together it's not a throwaway at all there's definitely um, it very carefully constructed and to pr- provide a, a, a feeling and right that's what I meant like at this point they, they pretty much have it dialed in um, and then we get to the final track uh, which is a really nice melancholy it gives you a melancholy feeling for the album closer uh, and I think it sort of brings everything resigned. The fact that it's called resigned, it's like he kind of res- resigned, uh, resigned himself. <laughs> you know? There we go. Here we go. Resigned. Again, we have like the instrumental break sort of taking the place of, of, a, a, of a proper yeah. chorus. But and, and not uh, in a way, you don't go, oh, where's the chorus? You, no, it just, no, no, it's great. And I hear again a little, and I Everly Brothers, right? And then I hear Sid Barrett, because you mentioned Sid Barrett, and I, I think of early Floyd, and I think of, oh, yeah. Um, that way he's saying certain words reminds me of the way Sid Barrett okay. enunciated certain words. 
definitely. And 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 also he's really stoned while he was singing that as well. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that a is that a, a known a known uh, 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 tidbit from the recording of this record? Yeah, I think he, I think a lot of times he would he would he would get quite stoned when he was recording some of the stuff. I don't know about all the songs, but I'd, I'd read it that he, he was for that one. Well, it certainly uh, on this one it works. Yeah, it works well. yeah. Were I to do that, there would be very <laughs> little of usable material. Just hear you munching on cupcakes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I love. Uh, no, it would be actually me. With the curtains closed, but peeking out to make sure no one was oh, yeah, climbing terrifying. up the balcony. Are to you get the in. paranoid uh, one? I, okay. I, I am. That's uh, I am. I think yeah. So the words I think too much on things I want too much. It makes me hateful, and I say stupid things. We could all relate to that. Right oh there. man! Oh, only, only you, you can, can fill, fill my, my blank, blank heart, and I am resigned to that. What? That's great. What is it that? What could fill his? blank heart peter what can fill his blank heart i, th- I think it's like i think that's like a love song when he, yeah. when he says that you yeah. think he's talking about a person but getting higher i think yeah. getting a higher chart position than suede would fill his uh, blank heart. <laughs> you know do not discount the 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 role of absolute bitter acrimony in the writing of who knows you know <laughs> yeah. a, a, of, a, of a pop song <laughs> I think you're right. You're probably right. Peter, I though. hope it is you're very, right. You get that melancholy feel. Yeah, that that's kind of what he is uh, sort of saying. And I don't know. Did it, did his blank card ever get filled? Is he? Uh, He's he happy with someone now, and they've got a kid. So oh, uh, good, very for good. Him. Yeah. good for him. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so, and then oh, and then it does have the hidden track. You, uh, I'll play that. Uh, That'll be playing playing. now. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, which is kind of now, Peter. What do you think about that? A hidden, hidden throwing at the end of this really pretty melancholy thing, throwing a uh, commercial break uh, in there. Do you think he's making like a final commentary, uh, a comment about how these commercials? Cause but I, you commercials say he, but how about they? I think they, this is oh, a well, this Yeah, is I a, know. I'm saying him. I, I meant it. I should say they. You're absolutely right. And we didn't even... Actually, let me mention the rest of the band either. Graham uh, Coxon, guitar. Alex James, uh, bass guitar. And David Roundtree, drummer. Great drummer, man. Great drummer, as great usual. Drummer. Great record has a great yeah. drummer on it. Um, but yeah, what do you think, though? Do you think that's possible, that that's why they have uh, Commercial Break was sort of thrown in there as a little one final, you know, dig at... Uh, because that's part of modern, you know, modern life, uh, is that... You yeah, the- it definitely fits in with, like, the theme of the album. And it's also, I think they quite like... You know, I mean, resigned is quite a serious ending to the album. They perhaps wanted yes. something slightly less yeah. serious, yes, yes, which, yes. which happened later on as well. I mean, they did that with Park Life as well, where oh, okay. this is a low finishes, and then suddenly Lot One Hundred Five comes on, and um, and it's just this jaunty kind of thing after it. Um, and I, I also, yeah, that I mean, I think that song had been around for a while as well. Commercial break. I think they used to play that for quite a long time before they ended up recording it. Huh. Okay, so just out. a little tag yeah. they wanted to throw in there. All right, cool. And I should. The last verse is is worth reading because of resign because it is um, really special. I wish the sun could just keep me warm, and I'm resigned to that. I'll forget to breathe someday. I've never stopped to think why. Um, it's it's really he moves from moves from maybe a love song into just existential crisis in a yeah. four, four lines. Um, the sun is not keeping him warm, and uh, and he's he's it, it, there's a you know the, the what something that came up in when I was reading the lyrics was 
uh, the 1984, the novel, and the way it presents the the way the characters have normalized the brutality and the sort of um, you know um, chakra rations are up 15 percent thing. There's a little bit of that in here um, of you're just you know people will cope with whatever gets presented, and sometimes they cope with things that are really just inhuman. Yeah. Well. Look at us for the past three years, Barry. What have we been doing? <laughs> yeah, and we're not. We haven't reached. We haven't just. You know, we, we're not. January set. What's January seventh? Is that the day? That's not Peter's problem, though. Peter's got his own. Oh, Peter's it got could his own be. Issues. I'm not. Oh, I'm it could be everybody's trend, problem. So I, I do feel for you. Oh, okay, thank Do- you. Donald Trump could thank make you for things for us, everybody's <laughs> problem. He's well, everybody's. Um, thank you so That's much true. for uh, for yeah, coming Peter. on and bringing this record. Like I said. Another record that probably we wouldn't have. Uh, yeah, but dug I really, I really and, like this record. Uh, great, yeah. And Peter, really we probably, you probably, if I didn't like the record as much, you probably would have gotten to talk a lot more. But because no, I, that's how it goes, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time. Um, so, Peter, what uh, if someone wants to find your music and listen to you? Uh, what's the best place for them to go? I would say uh, peternorris.bandcamp.com. Awesome. And yeah, and I was actually checking some of it out, and there's some great stuff there. You have a release, kind of a, a new release that just came out, right? Yeah, I've, I've got an album, The Written Word, that came out um, a few months ago. Nice. All right, so I, I uh, recommend everyone checking that out. I would say if you're a fan of, uh, if you're a fan of Blur or a fan of our show, you're, you're, you're going to dig it. I think you're going to like it. Um, now, Barry, who do we have next week? Well, um, we have a big deal guest coming, uh, and it's someone who's worked with Captain Beefheart. What are you saying? Are you saying Peter's not a big deal? Well, we're not. A, we're not a big deal. We're not a big deal, Rob. <laughs> so right, I, I get to say someone's a big deal because I know that we're not either. Okay. Um, we got some. He's worked with Captain Beefheart. He's worked with PJ Harvey, um, Frank Black. Worked with Frank Black, uh, and we have um, Eric Drew Feldman is coming on the show, and he is. Uh, like I said, he's and it went Perubu as well. He played Perubu, so he's dealt with some of the um, biggest pains in the ass in the in music history. Yes, and, and <laughs> talking gonna, about and he's going to be talking, talking about, about a record, record that by no a, one's heard. Well, that's not exactly true. <laughs> Nobody right. had heard this record until it was reissued, and then it got to be sort of a big deal um, or, or much bigger deal. Rediscovered, sort of in the way Nick Drake's records were. Oh, okay. Um, he's going to talk about an, an album called Or. O-A-R by Skip Spence who was uh, a, a, a guitarist in Moby Grape and then went off the deep end and recorded this album or all by himself in a studio playing all the instruments and it um, it's really beautiful and really strange and okay. um, and that's probably how you could describe Eric Drew Feldman too you know I don't know <laughs> we'll I, I have to think that Eric Drew Feldman has probably got a very he's got his head on very straight if okay. he continues probably. to probably if he's, if he's managed to work with all these different people that's true these characters I agree this cast I of agree alright Peter once again thanks so much for Thank being you, on the Peter. show enjoy thanks your for me. it's been brilliant uh, enjoy your uh, Sunday roast and, and, and your nap it, <laughs> not a nap what's it called the <laughs> Sunday sleep is that what it is Sunday sleep yeah alright well enjoy it uh uh, it was great having you on. Once again, you can go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and become a patron of the show. Thanks to uh, Mark uh, Garita, who uh, got yes. us Peter on the show and also Mark, uh, yes. Eric Feldman. So look at Mark Garita. He's the uh, creator of the That Facebook group, Got Me High. So you can check that out, too. 
Um, which is where our episode is always published first, approximately two minutes before it's posted everywhere else. So you get yes. a two-minute head start. Uh, and we got more fun. We got a sneak. We have we have a new. Our next bonus ep- episode is going to be a patron created one so if you want to get on the board you may want to become a patron because we're going to announce that soon uh an all patron created uh episodes for uh people who are on our patrons it's gonna be a free for all it is all right so once again that is barry stock (laughs) and that is rob elba we're in our undisclosed bunker in hollywood we'll see you guys next week